And we're back, Matt. Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were. I thought you were going to continue on for a moment. <laughs> no, man. You know, uh, I think... it. we're done with the intros. Like this is, we're just going to go straight into it now. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Hey, uh, I think you were going to get into like uh, NPS and Singapore and maybe a little bit of running this week, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, are we doing the? The challenge today? The oh uh, no, I didn't get I didn't get the uh I didn't get the thing in yet. I think it comes in on Tuesday. Oh, did you prepare your Brahmin already? Yes, oh. I did. So you gotta have to do the challenge twice. <laughs> you gotta do it twice. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we for our episode, we were going to eat some um do like a spicy food challenge. So I got two things. <laughs> oh man, nice. So I guess I'm just doing this by myself. Yeah, I <laughs> yep. guess you're doing it by you yourself. Yep. Yep. So, so so we were going to eat some uh, spicy chips. And uh so I brought some mala flavored spicy chips. I don't know how these are. So mala. Okay, that's some bullshit, man. We were gonna eat huh? some packy chips and you bought some goddamn <laughs> spicy potato <laughs> chips in a bag like that. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, but it says it's level eight. That means it's level very spicy, eight. Right? <laughs> well, fucking hot Cheetos, man. Yes, flaming hot. I thought about it. I thought about buying flaming Cheetos. I was like, this should work, right? <laughs> this is compatible. Yeah. And then I also bought um, the spicy noodles. So the nice. hot heads is ready to go, right? It looks like you've already yeah, poured yeah, hot water. Yeah, in. I've already, yeah, I've already poured some hot water. It came with a. A nifty little fork. Oh, that's cool, actually. That's <laughs> yeah, cool. It is. It is. Yeah. So let's let's try this out. All right. Mix it up a little bit. So now that's spicy curry, right? Yeah, this is um spicy curry, hot heads, Maggie. Um more it says more chili shiok. Okay. Shiok means I think I forgot what exactly it means, but it's a uh, Singaporean slang. Mm. Or same way of speaking. Well, I wanted to see it before you just like devoured it. Oh, sorry. There's nothing too much to it. It's just noodles oh, okay. and hot air flavor. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can't, even see the, I can't even see the spicy steaming out of it, man. Yeah. You know? it, it's it like, looks, yeah. it looks really like pale to be spicy. Like, I expected something like to be like dark red, like blood red. No. The, the, I put a lot of powder into it. Yeah, it's actually not too bad. <laughs> I would have felt bad if you guys did the chip challenge and ate this. <laughs> So what are you gonna what are you gonna bring next week then, man? (laughs) You need to get a habanero and just eat it raw. (laughs) Actually, that's less hot than the uh, chip, so you might have to get like a pepper X. I was contemplating because last night I went. You asked me why I stay up so late last night. I went to go buy this. I was uh, thinking about buying uh, the this like chili sauce that you use to make soup. (laughs) Just dip the chips into the chili sauce in this. Oh man. the the packy chip my packy chip came in like wednesday or something like that and um it's what carolina reaper and scorpion peppers yep mm-hmm. yeah so it's uh it's insane man so we'll definitely try you're gonna that have to do better week. next week yeah because you look like you're enjoying that yeah man i, I bet yeah, it's just, very good <laughs> i bet the shit ram beans are more spicy than what he's eating you know right? probably <laughs> right yeah but for the record i could take spicy food so be careful did you bring you can't yeah did you bring a beer with you man no, I bought a monster. <laughs> nice. Good job. What'd you drink it, Andy? So actually, it's a local winery. It's oh. uh, Stephanie's probably favorites, Grey Ghost. Kind of see the label there. Uh, this is a Victorian white. It's uh, 
so the winery itself is super close to us it's in virginia um awesome people went there i uh we we talked to the owner it was like totally impromptu just walked in the owner sat down with us told us everything about his winery like laid out like five drinks for us and we fell in love with the place we fell in love with him the wine is amazing um we bought i don't know probably a couple boxes of wine uh and then one this victorian white is actually uh one of the whites that i like i'm not i'm not usually a fan of white so um or especially a sweet wines anyway so uh i found it interesting i like this and uh let me let me remind myself the flavor what, what kind of grape is a victorian white it's probably a blend to be honest with you mm. see if they tell us uh they do not say i'm not sure if victorian white is a grape or if it's if this is a blend okay not 100 percent positive but it's good it's uh it's got like this pear pear flavor to it it's sweet uh it lingers it's got a nice heavy body to it if you like wine it's pretty good i like it I, i'm not a huge fan of whites is my disclaimer yeah, I, here i can but, tell right because yeah. you know, like the the sweets and wines can differ between a Riesling and a Moscato. So yeah. is it a Riesling sweet or is it a Moscato sweet? Uh, neither. It, it would, I don't think it would register on any, any of those. Like this is probably closer to a Chardonnay. Really? In terms of sweetness, yeah. Okay. Okay. Like it's yeah. sweet, but it's not overbearing. But much closer to a Chardonnay than a Riesling or a Moscato. Hmm. That's interesting. You know, um, yeah. I only drink white wine when there's nothing else in the fridge. Yeah. That that that. Uh, is exactly what happened, happened today yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we have a ton of wine but uh all the beer i have we've either drank before or ran out of and uh all my good liquor is either stuff i don't want to drink on the show or i've already shown on the show so we're having wine yeah and nice. I, i'm sorry matt that ramen's actually looking pretty good what it, what brand is it uh, it's actually, <laughs> we are talking about it before, but it's actually from Nestle. <laughs> nice. Right. So it is. <laughs> Flame Were you talking about Nestle? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't want to support bother. them. Let me go buy their stuff next so, time. <laughs> so you, uh, you know how we always talk about, oh, where did you come from? So like before the show, I was like, oh, I wonder where this, uh, I better look at this before we start. I'm like, oh, Nestle. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> the irony. <laughs> oh, oh man that's that's hilarious that's hilarious yes. well you know, I actually brought a beer this time this hey. is perhaps one of my favorites oh is that an Asahi? oh Sapporo Sapporo yeah. oh well you know this is what we suck in with yeah yeah, right? yeah 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 I actually have oh is that the lager which one is that yeah, it's just, just regular old Sapporo oh, okay I'm sure it is a lager um yeah. although yeah it tastes like a lager um you know what? I don't think I've ever had it in a bottle. I've always had it in that uh, silver can. Really? Yeah, I don't think I've ever had it in a bottle before. Usually I don't drink Sapporo alone, right? Um, yeah, that's true. You know, I say lager. It doesn't say if it's a lager on here or not, but it tastes more like a Pilsner. Okay. Uh, a much uh, lighter Pilsner than something like um, Peroni. You ever had Peroni? yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's a good beer. You know, Sapporo's uh, Sapporo's a Japanese beer that is a fucking product of Canada. If you yeah, that, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. 
<laughs> so, you know, um, that actually has me questioning now. Is Sapporo a Japanese beer? I thought it was. I thought Sapporo, Ichiban, and uh, Asahi were the big ones. Yeah, me Sounds too. Japanese. But it's not. It's a. Uh, it's an Ontario beer. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> They've been fooling us this entire time. This entire fucking time. <laughs> we see Sapporo in every single damn Japanese restaurant. And it's a fucking it Canadian is- beer. <laughs> what the I mean, it, I always order Ichiban or Asahi, so, you know, that's on you. Uh, no, uh, hang on. Sapporo, Sapporo is a city in Japan. It is in Hokkaido. Yeah. They fooled you. It, okay. It's a Japanese beer. Yeah. Let's see. Sapporo is the oldest brand of beer in Japan. It was first brewed in Sapporo, Japan. 1876, the company purchased the Canadian company Sleeman Breweries in 2006. Sleeman? Uh, what? Uh, Sleeman. I guess Sleeman. that's... Yeah. So, uh, so it is a Japanese beer. It's just now they also brew it in Canada. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Straight so, solved. Random question. When <laughs> you do the sake bombs, does it matter what beer you're using or as long as it's a Japanese beer? Uh, no. So I prefer the taste of it with a Sapporo. And I've never seen it done with anything else but a Sapporo. Okay. Okay. Uh, I've tried to do it with Kieran before. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. Each one. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't, hang on a second. What? Dude, you just happen to have a Kieran in there too? No, no, I just no. Let, my, uh, <laughs> let, my, let Phoenix's cat in. Oh. Uh, but yeah, no, this this beer is a great beer, man. Uh, I do like Asahi, and I do like Kirin as well, which these are the three top beers that you usually see in a Japanese restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it tastes like a nice light Pilsner, and it's not too expensive. So yeah, love it. Matt, what we got? Uh, so today might be a shorter episode that I was hoping to talk about um, the national parks in Singapore and uh, just my general experience running here. And uh, before I moved, before I moved to Singapore, even met my wife who is Singaporean, I knew nothing about Singapore at all. I didn't even know the country existed. (laughs) So when I, (laughs) yes, I am the typical ignorant American. (laughs) I think you give it a new name. Yeah. So, but even Singaporeans, they call it the, the little red dot because if you try to find it on a map, it's a very tiny speck. If you were to put like indicator where it is, it's just a red dot. Uh, so even like in the advertisements for Singapore, they will say, hey, the red dot. They, the red dot. So come, yeah, come to the red dot. Isn't that a brand of a camera? It Probably. is. It is. <laughs> is it really? Actually, I don't know. It's a really good camera, I thought. Yes. Yeah, it's like the cinema camera. Yeah. Right. So it's a very, very tiny island. And um, if you travel from one side to the other side of Sing- uh, Singapore, the op- complete opposite is takes only less than an hour, 45 minutes maybe, to drive from one side to the other. So there are people who are even, who are run the whole length of Singapore sometimes. And um, so that's that's one of my life, lifetime goals is to be able to do that. I mean, but, uh, it's not it's not that long, right? Isn't this a no. Okay. <laughs> no, I feel not. like that's a bad <laughs> lifetime goal. <laughs> you, you see, easy to accomplish. Sounds like sounds more amazing than it is. <laughs> so I'm surprised okay. to see that Singapore has even a list of ten Singapore national parks for getting up close to nature. Dude, they're beautiful. 
Yeah, the, the parks, that's the, that was going to say is that the parks here are beautiful. That was one of the first things I noticed. Just in general, when you first come to Singapore, you come out of the airport, is how green everything is. And you would not think of that if it was such a small island where it's heavily industrialized. It's um, kind of like traveling around New York in the scale of how big the, cities are, the city is. And... Um, but like even on the bridges and everything like that, where like in the back of Milwaukee, it's very ugly looking bridges. It's just concrete. Here, they try to purposely uh, make it as green as possible. So there's like flowers and greenery all planted all along the side of the links of the bridges. And apparently the, the leadership did that on purpose just because they, they figured it is the cheapest way to, to make Singapore look very pretty, apparently. And- uh, None but, but yeah, the, yeah, it is. And- um, and because it's so small, they they have very long-term thinking when it comes to planning out the city. Mm -hmm. So they try to put, uh, as they're building and zoning everything, they try to make parks as accessible as possible to everyone. So it doesn't take me long to walk to the like to my park. It's like, if I walk there, it's like 15, 20 minutes. So what, you, what are we talking about? Do we have, are we talking about like 10 acres of just like flat greenery and no trees or like like singapore it's, is just one massive city so i'm thinking new york city kind of parks yeah the, the cities are pretty similar to uh new york central park i would say okay. it's not completely on that scale uh but there's there's a huge lake over there uh close by to where i'm at where i'm at and they have like the, the typical uh, water park activities you can do there like um, kayaking you can rent kayaks you can get on the swan boats and um rent bikes here and the park is massive, it, you know, but, uh, and the one near but, you, what's it, what's it called? Uh, oh my God. Chinese garden. Chinese garden. Yeah. That's the one right next to you. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. It's Chinese garden. Water. Right. Exactly. Uh, but it's kind of funny, like how, even though like Singapore puts so much effort into making parks accessible before COVID, no one really took advantage of it. And whenever me and Joyce went out before, you know, years ago, it's, uh, it was, I wouldn't necessarily say it was empty, but it was close to it. Mm. Uh, but now you go there now because of COVID, um, you know, everyone's scared of even just like going to the mall because uh, there's a lot of infections here because of uh, the Delta virus. The parks are packed. Everyone is yeah. doing something. It's hard to move around. Even just like walking on the sidewalk, there's like dozens and dozens of bikes zooming past you. Um, but I kind of I kind of like it and don't like it at the same time. It's fun just to see so many people out and active. Uh, but <laughs> when you have a little one who's uh, almost two years old, it's a bit difficult for her to walk around just freely. So, yeah, you sent uh, you sent pictures at one point. We were looking at it. Um... Uh, like the the area they had they, they had like a, an exhibit up or something where the kids can like build things and like they can like climb all over it it looked really cool. oh yeah yeah the so the, the at the the Chinese garden um it becomes it's, it's relatively new actually uh they it used it's been there for a while but they did a lot of heavy renovations about two years ago and now there's like an amazing playground area and the playground area is, is big as well. Like in, uh, there's a lot of playground parks, sorry. And uh, there's like jungle gyms where you can climb through the netting. 
and there's like trees that surround you that make it kind of look like a like you're climbing through the forest mm-hmm. and they even have um i forgot what it's called the zip lines they have zip oh, lines yeah. for kids yeah, yeah. yeah so there's no harness or anything they just climb onto the zip line and just <laughs> i saw a kid yesterday go so fast that she almost fell off <laughs> <laughs> she went zooming man and then uh so they have that and they have uh like wooden boxes that is kind of like a wooden box maze that kids can climb it. Okay. I went climbing with her yesterday and I realized it's not for adults. <laughs> <laughs> Very tough. And uh, they have a, one of the cool things is that they have a trampoline park. Oh, and that's cool. Okay. They have a whole, they have a whole bunch of small mi- uh, mini trampolines that people is, can climb on. Is it outside? Yes, yeah, outside. Okay. I, I, have a, they, I have a dumb question and then a question after that because I need the answer to it. What do you call the neighborhoods in Singapore? Is it is it like a prefecture? Ghettos. Is, what's that? Ghettos, right? Ghettos. <laughs> <laughs> Public housing. Yeah. Uh, they, they tend to just call them blocks. Blocks. Okay. So if you're not around like a block there, like it, actually, is there a lot of driving in Singapore or do people just take public transportation to get to places? They usually tend to take public transportation. The public mm-hmm. transportation is amazing. Here. So is there a stop uh, there at tri- the Chinese Garden? Uh, there, I think there's a stop close by, but actually I've never taken the bus there because it's so close. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we do, but we do take the taxi, even though <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, we have a little, yeah, we have a little uh, one. So, so, okay. How, um, uh, sorry, Andy, did you have a second question after that? No, no, no. That, that was just it. I was just trying to give the audience a, an idea how to get there if they're in Singapore. So how close? Uh, how much do they preserve the the natural setting in those national parks in Singapore? You know, I was looking at a couple of those pictures and some of them are a little bit, um, I guess they, they look almost like amusement parks. Yeah, it's a mix of both. Uh, it depends where you go. Um, they do try to keep to the natural habitat. And even now, uh, my brother-in-law who was telling me when he was going to school, they put a lot of effort into when he was in school to about preservation efforts and um, they would have the kids go out and they would teach them different things or take them to the parks. Um, but there's, there's parks where you can go where it's just like, um, it's famous for the birds for whatever reason, when they're traveling from North to South um, around the, around the equator, oh, no, no. but uh, they always come to Singapore. So kind of like how Singapore is like a tourist stop for people. It's also for birds, apparently. And there's birds from all over the, uh, the region that will come and, when they're migrating. So it's very popular for uh, bird watchers. I think it's an East Coast Park, I believe. And then um, and there's, there's a national park where it's not, at least when we went, there wasn't too many people. But it's a lot of climbing. You go through the mountains. And then at the... It's a long hike, about an hour or two. And then when you get to the top of the mountains, there's a long bridge that connects. And at the top, there's that's where all the monkeys like to live. So you have to okay. be careful. Yeah. So the monkeys are freely like just walking around, just doing whatever they want. And uh, you have to be careful when they're going around across the bridge because they will try. So to... there's, there's no like animal control or like nature association or agency that's like trying to make sure they're unharmed they are there's a there was a guy there but <laughs> there was a guy <laughs> yeah there was one guy and we were trying to cross because there's uh monkeys chasing after us and we were kind of get past uh 
and because they know we cannot get past them. So, <laughs> so we try to tell us, we try to ask for help. So he's like, Oh, it's okay. Don't worry. He's like, he brought, he brought out a long stick and a shoe. It's somewhere in my videos. <laughs> he's like yeah don't worry just get behind me <laughs> i feel like we might need that video for the uh, beginning of this one right <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I, I think he actually threw the shoe at one month. he's like all right you're good now go go <laughs> that's awesome funny man yeah so how big are these yeah. parks I mean, you know like the ones in the united states they're massive you can't you can't even cover an entire park in a week or even a month uh they're not to that scale i would say uh, you can you can definitely cover them within a day or so. Um, but I feel like if you want to fully appreciate it, you have to go there several times. Even with the, the Chinese garden that's near our house, there's so many things to do and, and see over there that we, we we still haven't fully explored it. I feel like hmm. they is have it, like is it even free to go. Oh yeah, it's completely free. All the parks are free. Awesome. Yeah. So I saw today. That you guys have these little robots that are rolling around town, seeing if people are misbehaving. Oh, um, really? And really? it's putting I don't know people this. in Singapore on edge. Uh, apparently, you don't <laughs> really? know about this. <laughs> so I'm guessing you don't have those in your parks. No. <laughs> um, that sounds cool, though. You, well, you know, I... I, I don't I know did. if that sounds cool. I don't think that sounds cool. Uh, I don't think that. So, speaking of... Digital privacy. Oh, here it is. Here it is. New robots patrolling for antisocial behavior causing <laughs> Singapore streets. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. This, not this not, not hasn't been arrested yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, do people, so do the national parks in uh, Singapore, do they allow for like camping and what's the camping culture like in Singapore? Very difficult. I cannot, it's, uh, I think there's like one, like I, I am not the, I don't know the the best answer to it, but only place that we went camping at is like this small little island that we had to take a ferry to. Uh-huh. And even that small ferry, uh, that small island wasn't too much to it. And like we can, we biked around the whole thing in less than a half an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it, so, yeah. It kind of sounds like to me, the culture around national parks might be a bit different in Singapore than it is in the States, because I feel like, in the states when we talk about national parks it is a weekend getaway you go you stay a few nights there you do you do a few trails you uh, check out the wildlife um there's probably some kind of preserve there but like a quick google search you know because you know i'm amazing like that like there is a mcdonald's in your chinese garden and there's like structures and looks like there's commercial there so it, it feels like culturally we're in the United States. We're like preservation. We want to, you know, have the natural beauty. It looks like they instill the beauty into the park rather than like uh, allow what was there to become more um, uh, prominent. I feel like they try to do a mix of both, you know, um, at least when I, well, the Chinese garden, that's the one I had the most experience with. Um, they don't, there's actually not too many commercial stores around the area. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of hard to find sometimes. But there is like one small section where they have, uh, you know, a few different stores and there's a cafe where you can get um, most different types of food, you know, nothing spe- spectacular, but, but they, they, they tried, they try to keep it natural as much as possible. I feel like. Okay. And, um, but one of the cool things too, I was going to say is a bit separate from your question is uh, uh, 
they're almost done with kind of building a massive um, connecting trail that connects all the parks around the whole country. That's cool. And so basically you can, in theory, you can walk from one park and go throughout the whole, all the different parks within a few days if you wanted to. So I think that's something I want to do. I want to try. Okay. I like that. You probably do it in a day, you know, if you ran fast enough. Yeah, it's about, I think the whole length is around at least uh, 200 kilometers. So, what's that oh, freedom? Okay. Use? That's, that's going to that? be 500 miles. Mm. Uh, 500. Is that right? That would be Wait. less. No, be no, no, it'll be less. It'll be less. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I was asking what that was in freedom units, man. Freedom, freedom units. units. <laughs> <laughs> miles still works. I, I, I stand by my answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see. I was, uh, How many is it? 300? Yeah, 300 kilometers. 300. About what? Uh, 90 miles? About 90 to 100 miles? About 100 miles. Yeah. Yeah, right? sure. Because uh, a 5K is three, a little over three miles. So uh, 100, 100, yeah. 186. 186. 186 miles. Nice. Jesus Christ, dude. Point. <laughs> <Oops. laughs> point, 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 point. <laughs> Quick math. So do they have like a lot of trails over there that you can run inside the national parks? They do. And, um, but it's not really isolated to just running, um, especially because now it's so packed. Uh, but uh, that's part of the re- one of the reasons why I wanted to start running because I feel like the trails here are so beautiful <laughs> and so gorgeous and I feel very lucky and uh, I would feel bad if I didn't take advantage of it. Uh, so that's part of the reason why I actually got into running, uh, because it's, it's, it's really fun just running around. And then plus you see so many people being active. Mm-hmm. It kind of helps encourage you in a way, or I don't know, not encourage you, but feels like you're not alone in it. I don't know how to fully explain it, but it's just a really nice feeling that seeing everyone, even Riley, she gets into it when she sees people running past her. She was like, Oh, I have to run too. <laughs> she wants to start running after them. <laughs> So, so, so we made the comparison earlier about um, Central Park, and I like I, I want I kind of want to touch back on that because I thought it was interesting. Um, you said it was similar to Central Park, but if you go to Central Park, the wildlife you see is going to be super super tame, like birds, mm-hmm. snakes, Crackheads. maybe. But yeah, but they're, they're going to leave you alone. <laughs> but when when you like every now and then you send us a picture, and you have like. What, was that a was that a um, was that a little like crocodile or something that was that like, was a monitor room? right. Yeah, monitor lizard. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> the thing was massive. It, yeah, was, it was like in the middle of the the sidewalk. It wasn't even in the park, right? That was just a sidewalk yeah. near the park. Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy <laughs> to me. Yeah, there's um, yeah, there and apparently so they're what's everywhere. Wildlife, and... Like in the parks, um, you don't really. I, I haven't really seen too much in a sense of this, like oh. when I just my general walks. Uh, I think if you go to certain areas you can see much more of them um there's like butterfly there's like a butterfly park area okay. that you can go to it has tons of butterflies um but yeah i've been really surprised by the monitor lizards <laughs> <laughs> even just like running around the canal i i was running i wasn't really thinking too much and then like as i came down around a corner there's a huge ass uh <laughs> monitor lizard just right there I was like shit and i <laughs> try to run away i try to take pictures and as I'm walking backwards, trying to be safe, there's one right behind me. <laughs> there was another one. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and so then it started weird, hissing dude. at me. 
yeah. people pay hundreds of dollars for those things as pets in the United States. Really? Know? Yeah. So it, it's wow. kind of cool to see them run like everywhere wildly. Yeah. Are they more. dangerous or are they like super safe animals? Yeah. Apparently they're safe. Oh, okay. <laughs> as long as you don't, as long as you don't antagonize them. But it's just funny. Like I, you know, I saw them. When I saw them way back the first time, I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, what the hell is this? <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. I was like, is this a Komodo dragon? And I was like, I didn't know. So, but like everyone's just like looking at me like, like I'm crazy. He's like, why are you, why are you make such a big deal about it? You know, just, everyone's just walking by <laughs> as if it's normal. It's like, it's just a pigeon, dude. It's just, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what it is, man. But there was one other, uh, I, there was one other wildlife creature I would, I would mention is, um, Apparently around 9 to 10 a.m. around where I'm at, um, a bunch of otters uh, like to uh, swim by in the river. And so that's pretty cool to see. And you would hear them like chirping and stuff. And uh, then I saw a few of them come up towards our area (laughs) and they started running after each other and started kind of attacking. But then, yeah, then uh, everyone was walking watching those yeah they thought that was interesting at least monitor lizards no otters yes <laughs> <laughs> so outside the chinese garden whatever what other uh parks have you gone to not many not yeah many. i kind of okay. told yeah uh even joyce apparently hasn't really gone to many herself <laughs> is, is there a reason for that or are they just kind of difficult to get to it's fair at least before covid it was too hot <laughs> i mean it's still uh, hot now yeah uh but as as soon as nine o'clock hits it's it's uh, around 90 to 110 degrees weather outside Ooh, here jeez that's and nuts. it doesn't get yeah it doesn't get cool until like closer to six so five or six p.m and um so whenever i asked my fa- uh joyce's family before like hey do you guys want to go on a picnic They're like no <laughs> it's way too hot to go on a picnic <laughs> but now it's like people are, have no choice like it's um it's not really much to do now so but does singapore get any cooler during the winter time no <laughs> really oh it, that stinks it just rains a lot and that that the rain helps keep it cool in that in that sense but i think we get a bit of the, the monsoon season that comes around uh, the Asian area, the Asian region, but we don't get a monsoon, but we just get the, the heavy rains. So, so, it, so tell me about this, uh, this water that surrounds a uh, Chinese garden. That's kind of like um, a bay, right? Because it opens up to either the Pacific. Is it the Pacific ocean? That's right. I, I believe so. Yeah. You live I, there. I don't have, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you haven't jumped on a boat and went fishing or shrimping yet, man. Uh, it looks the, like it's either the South China Sea or the Gulf of Thailand. Uh, so, so do people like uh, do a lot of fishing and uh, that kind of uh, like activity for leisure in Singapore? People do it, but not nearly to the scale of you know how Americans do it. Uh-huh. Um, even even in America, not many people do it, but here is is very few. But, but I do see them every now and then out on the river, even close to where I'm at. Um, Wait, did you fishing. said Americans don't go fishing a lot? So, did he just say that? That's not what he said, right? Uh, th- I mean, thought that's he what meant he Americans said. don't go fishing a lot in Singapore. No. <laughs> well, Americans go fishing a lot, but... Okay, I, I'll change what I said. I'm very, <laughs> I'm a very sheltered person. <laughs> Have you never been to Bass Pro Shop? Ever? <laughs> <laughs> so for context, I, I left... 
I li- I had a I lived in a very sheltered family, and I left the states when I was 18 years old. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> coming also from uh, like coastal fishing town. Yeah, that's what too, I was thinking too. And also, because <laughs> you you live by the Great Lakes too, right? Yeah, when he was in Wisconsin, he was right. in Milwaukee, Lake Michigan. R- right. Yeah. 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 People don't go fishing. Most of my- <laughs> People go fishing. It's, it's- People go fishing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah so, uh, <laughs> anyways, how's your run? Go- how's how's your run going? Oh, I, I running. My, I feel like I feel like my okay. Before I was using the wrong word. I used to use the word pace, and uh, my my cadence. I feel like it's improving. Um, before, I, like I was trying to do what you're talking about, going slower. That I would run slower than my walk, and I look like an idiot, but <laughs> I was doing it <laughs> just to try to keep a constant cadence at least. Yeah, yeah, I saw. So actually, uh, Tim and I were talking about that because uh, your your stride ended up being 0. 0.66. Is that good? <laughs> I mean, my stride today was 0. 0.7. I don't I don't think uh, it's bad. I mean, if it, it, it feels weird at first, I would say, but today I didn't think it was abnormal. Like, oh really? I went I went 6.7 miles or something like that, and I I could have went another six today. Oh really? So like your your cadence is really just like your your ability to regulate everything like it, if you can keep your cadence at a certain level and change your pace or change how you um are running to keep your heart rate down you can go forever but once you get the cadence down you can get that you know you have a constant to deal with right? yeah and you know go ahead oh no i was gonna say i the thing was before i started running i was so out of shape you know i work from home and even just walking around the house made me tired. <laughs> okay, mark that time for. <laughs> so, so running. So even when you asked, you know, we were telling me like, like giving me advice on how to run better and stuff like that. I was just like, man, my 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 whole body is rejecting me right now. I don't know how much I can really listen to this advice. Yeah, well, so that's know. why I've kind of yeah. Your stride is is dependent on a couple of things, right? Number one is your height. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, taller people with longer legs are going to have longer strides. But uh, at the same time, it's based on what you're doing. So if you're sprinting, your stride is going to be a lot further. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're making like little tiny strides, and I, I, I mean, I, I guess it really depends on you, right? Is, is that if you're making long stride, you, you're going to need a whole lot of of leg strength and endurance for that because you're going to take a lot more energy to move your body forward with a longer stride. Uh, so, you know, if you're using a longer stride for your run throughout your entire run, if you're doing three, four five miles, you're going to tire out pretty quickly. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, so that I, I, I thought was mm-hmm. uh, interesting too. So with your last run, it also said that your perceived effort was strong. Um, like, your strides at a good spot. And if you're comfortable with 0.66, it's probably fine. And if you feel your perceived effort was strong, then that means you're to me, that means you're at a point where you can just continuously do that. Right. And yeah. Unfortunately at that time, I like, I felt like my running was like, wow, I, I feel like I'm really improving right now. I'm actually able to keep this up longer with, you know, with the exception of my muscle pain, just from being yeah. out of shape. Uh, but at that time, I, I, I didn't have too much time. I had to go and take, do some classes and go work a bit. So and, and I had you, to watch Friday like up yoga. Yeah, I know I need to. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll improve your run. 
guarantee it. I, do, I, I have started doing di- more dynamic stretches before I, I run. And I feel like that's helped out a lot. Uh, before I was used to get a lot more muscle cramps. So now I try to do dynamic stretching. You know, I open up my legs. And... <laughs> Sorry. This I is, uh... will... For our listeners, he has his uh, two fingers on the palm of his hand and he's doing like, you know, a dance. I'm, I'm so yeah. glad you're, I'm so glad you're demonstrating this for us and uh, our listeners and viewers here. That's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's very helpful. Yeah, no problem. So basically I try to move my legs a lot before I run. Uh, so, so with the humid, I'm guessing it's really humid in Singapore being that close to the ocean, right? The sea. Yeah. How's it on your lungs? Do you find yourself like aspirating a lot, coughing a lot after your runs? Uh, not too bad, at least for me. Uh, I do feel the humidity and the heat makes it a lot more uh, difficult to run during the day. And there's definitely no one out running in the middle of the day. I feel like <laughs> at least during the weekdays. Speaking it's usually in the go ahead. What's that? Go ahead. It's usually they're usually out in the in the mornings or in the evenings when it's cooler. But yeah, it's the heat definitely makes it more difficult. But I feel like it's kind of fun in its own way, trying to get through it. But have you ever gotten cat called on one of your runs? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'll take cat calling from college girls all day long. I'm a little yes. jealous. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little so, jealous. Um, so speaking of hot, they're running the Moab right now. Moab T40, yeah. uh, which uh, isn't hot. Right, because they actually have to deal with the cold and the rain and the wet. Uh, Matt's probably not keeping up with Matt the Moab 240, are you? Yeah, those no. those guys are some. There's some tough ones, man. I think uh, I saw that one of the competitors is a Serbian runner that's vying for first place right now. I don't know who else is going into first place, but that is a fantastic run out in Utah. So, um, I you, are you familiar with the Moab, Matt? You briefly told me before, I don't know what it is. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an area, right? It's a city. Or... So, uh, yeah, actually, I think okay. it starts in a city called Moab. Right. Um, but uh, so it's it's a run through like mountains and desert and like the whole nine yards. You, you'll run in snow and then over like rivers and then through desert area. And like if you're not fully prepared, you can legit die on this run. Really? Um, I don't remember what the record is, but I feel like it's close to two days uh, to oh, actually really? finish this. Wow. It's 240 miles. It's <sighs> nuts. These guys sleep for like 45-minute breaks, and then they get up and they just start going again. I think wow. the record is uh, 67 hours, Jeez. Courtney, the Walter. I can't. There's no way I can run 67 hours. Just that's that's nuts. I think. Uh, yeah, I know Courtney still holds it, but I think she did it in 67 hours. Oh, do they usually just like run at a very like slow pace or <laughs> no? Oh, no. no, they're, they're fat. I mean, they're slow compared to general runners, but they're faster than any oh. of us. My bad. Oh, really? <laughs> My bad. Uh, hers, uh, the Walter won 2017 in two days, nine hours and 59 minutes. So what is that? Like two 57, days, 57 hours. hours. I was 10 hours off. Hours. 57, 58 hours. Yeah, it's around yeah. 400 kilometers. So that's uh, uh yeah, that's that's nuts. That's for every hour is four miles. Is that right? So that's oh, that's not bad. That's 15 minutes 15 per minute mile. mile. Yeah, that's 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 not bad. I mean, the, the pace is doable, but uh, that's still nuts. That's a <laughs> long time 
at 15 minute miles. Well, no, it's it, no, hang on now. It's not, they're not 15 minute miles because they also sleep during these things. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm. I forgot about that. The average so running a lot. So yeah, it's uh it's, it's sick, man. She, uh, she's an amazing runner, but um, you know, so Matt, other national parks, do you guys have like uh, communities that uh, you live, work, and play in, where you know everybody convenes into an area and they pretty much do everything there? Um, not to that extent, um, but they do have uh, community gardens, and they're putting a lot more effort into that. They even um, they're sending out like free seeds to everyone, and um, you can bid uh, like fifty dollars, I think, and you can have a plot, a small plot in the garden for about three years. And you could just do, you could just do whatever you want with that that small plot, and uh, and I see a lot of people actually trying to take advantage of that. So when people find housing, like I know you told me told us before, like housing is a pain in Singapore. But when you put your name in a lottery, do you try to pick a neighborhood that you're trying to live in? And if not, like what do you do when your job is across Singapore? Yeah, it's very difficult. It's, Make a thirty uh, minute walk, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What was your second question again? He's so, like, I, what, yeah. like, what do you, how do, how is it that you find a, a place? Like, I assume people want to live near where they work. Is that, is that accurate? I would say so. Yeah. You know, uh, Joyce's work, they, they kind of pulled a fast one on her where they, uh, she was purposely trying to find a place where she wasn't, it was the, the work wasn't too far. Mm-hmm. And she found one that was like, 30 minute uh, bus ride or sorry, but 30 minute uh, train ride. I'm sorry. And, um, and that's, you know, that's, that's about the optimal distance where people would think that's, that's good 30 minute train ride. But, uh, but, but now they moved it to the complete opposite side of the Island. Now it's like almost an hour on the train ride. And what about, what about like things like zoning? Is it, is it like residential areas are very like far, far away from your commercial districts and like, your industry districts or is it pretty intermingled so you'd have housing on top of like commercial on the streets and then you'd have your industry probably on a another it, part it's pretty island. separate it's pretty separate pretty separate and um it is you know there's like suburbs in singapore just like a lot of major cities and um like the region the area where i'm at right now is mainly, mainly just older folks <laughs> just uh, apparently yeah. and it's a lot of old property here and uh you don't see many young people at all. Uh, are, are there any areas like that? Like when you go to New York City, you, you sometimes see like a bunch of commercial stuff on the street and then you know the people on the top 40 floors or whatever are actually just living there. They don't They don't actually, that's not office space all the time. It's sometimes that's just where they live and they come downstairs and they work there. I, I, from, my, uh, from what I remember, or at least from what I see is, it's mostly, I don't think the commercial buildings and, and residential areas are, are like all in one building here. Oh, so they just like completely separate them out all together. Yeah, they completely like separate pain. them. Wow. Yeah. But um, yeah, it is. I, and it's very difficult to find a place that you want in an area that you want. And um, it's so, it is so difficult that, you know, when you, if you want to get an apartment, generally um, you ask your loved one first, like, hey, do you want to get an apartment together? Because there's a big commitment here. Cause it takes about five to six years to get an apartment. Jeez. Okay. 
Yeah, you have to put it and you have to put in a bit. So you, you put in like 50, 25 to fifty dollars, and you just hope <laughs> that you that you get accepted. Well, so it's not even what, a guarantee. Can, can you can you clarify clarify that? And you know, I, I know we'll get into this next week, but uh, are you saying that you have to wait five years, or at least the the timeline's five years for an apartment that you want, or just for an apartment period? Like, um, you you will find out relatively quick if you got the bid or not, you know, within no, no, a few no. months. What I was saying is, is that, you know, you're saying it takes five years to find an apartment, but are you, it to are be you built up? But are you saying that for an apartment that you want, meaning that that's a place that, you know, in high demand versus, okay, I'm living in my car for the next five years until I get an apartment <laughs> approved. It's, it's not necessarily waiting for the apartment to be approved. You're waiting for it to be built. Um, so they're looking for people, they're do they're planning out ahead of time, you know, who's going to be living in these apartments. And, uh, and then, so, so you, like I said, you find out relatively quick, if you're going to get it, you look around and say, okay, this, this apartment planning, or at least the plans for this apartment complex looks nice. So they are ghettos. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Everything is planned out. <laughs> Everything is uh, government owned. And <laughs> oh, that's, that's what I was going to ask. So when you're saying they, you're not talking about a, like a real estate company, you're actually talking about the government. Yes. The government. Goodness. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, uh, the government runs most of it, but they do, but there's a ton of real estate agents here and you do have to work closely with real estate agents to get, uh, what you want similar to how it is in the States. Uh, like Joyce's brother, is a is a real estate agent um but uh, also i want to mention real quick is uh they also purposely make the apartment complexes diverse when it comes to uh racial divides and cultural uh, okay. religion and things like that so Interesting. yeah That's so cool um, they do that all right yeah so like yeah you can only have they would say like oh it has to be this apartment complex has to be 15 percent chinese people 15 percent uh, malaysian 15 percent uh, oh, wow. yeah so they 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 try to do that because um to help with the racial divide and that would be but very I, illegal in the United States. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you know, um, I'd like to dive into that more next week when uh, sure. I kind of get into that whole entire live, work, and play uh, communities that we're starting to see pop up a lot in the United States. You know, I used to work with a company that built one of Atlanta's, if not Atlanta's first live, work, and play, and ever since then they've been blowing up and. You know, it's funny in San Francisco, uh, if you look at Chinatown, for example, you could say, hey, I live here, I dine here, I shop here, I even work here, and you can be dirt poor. But if you come to the East Coast, man, you're paying a premium for that, right? Mm -hmm. Like Anytime you want that type of environmentally friendly or that type of efficiency living, you're paying a lot of money for it on the and East Coast. And usually the work there wouldn't provide you with enough income to live there, but we can talk about that next week. Well, you know, I mean, we're all becoming desk jockeys these days, right? That's true. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Matt, you got anything else for us on uh, Singapore National Park and Singapore running before we sign off to next week? Not too much, but if you if you ever get a chance. Oh, Singapore has opened up to the States. I just found out. Oh, nice. They just opened up As long as you're vaccinated. Yes, you can. And then I I don't think there's a quarantine now. Oh, very cool. 2022 marathon in Singapore. Triathlon? Yeah. Triathlon. Triathlon. Is there? Is there? A triathlon. I don't know if we can do twenty twenty two. I don't think so either. Twenty twenty three. Yeah. We're gonna end up dry, and drowning in that water. 
Um, no, but that, that's cool, man. That's, that's cool to see that Singapore has so many national parks. Uh, you know, I definitely look at Singapore's national park more comparatively to the United States state parks rather than the national parks in the U S. Um, okay. cause you know, Singapore is the size of like a state, <laughs> <United Yeah. States. laughs> uh, but no, that's, that's pretty cool, man. I, I think, it, I think it's also neat that, uh, did you say that to get across Singapore, it's 300? 500 kilometers is that what it was i think so okay if you want to go like the whole length of the trail i think okay so you just got to run two moabs right (laughs) yeah yeah so that's what we get all right guys uh that was a good talk man it was nice learning about singapore i think we'll get more into uh, singapore next week when we start talking about uh, the communities that we live in and how they're uh, progressing for better or worse right and then um you know, we're going to have our Packy challenge. So bring something other than Nestle made ramen, man. Yeah. Like no team joke. spicy ramen. Dude, dude. You have to go buy that hot sauce now. You, you got to go buy that hot sauce. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that thing's rated right eight and the Packy chip's probably like 800. So that's not even fair. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Aiden's going to initially join us uh, next week because he's going to eat half a chip. He All wants right. to eat half a chip. Uh, wait, wait. Oh, we don't nice. have to eat the whole chip then? Do you want to eat the whole chip? I'll order no, another. No, 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 no. If I'm down for only eating half. <laughs> and, you know, we don't know how long next week's uh, episode is going to run, right? Because it could right. be okay. in short by a couple of toilet trips. You want to see, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to uh, review the chip and I'm going to review four glasses of milk. Uh, just have it on the format. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate milk, strawberry. All right. So that's cool, man. Appreciate you giving us the insight in the NPS. Is that what we call them in Singapore? I don't know. I am very yeah. disappointed that there are no robots going around seeing if you are doing the furious <laughs> in the furious ways. So that's unfortunate. Yeah, it was fun, guys. Yep. All right, guys. All right.